You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. Today we're covering one of my favourite topics, and I think, quite frankly, a topic that is very underrated. It's mortar, and mortar does matter, and we're going to be looking at why it matters. But the person that's here to talk to me about this is Michael Congress, and he has told me already that instead of talking about another use for a brick, he's actually going to start with a joke. Now, listeners, I've got no guarantee how this joke is going to go, But Michael, over to you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Here's my dad joke. I was pondering why people keep telling me that juggling bricks is a bad idea. Then it hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Michael. For those of you listening, you'll understand that was not my laughter, but we're going to move very quickly on now. On to some mortar definitions. And look, I have said this a couple of times, mortar does change the way a wall looks and has actually quite a large impact on the look of a particular brick, regardless of its colour or its size. So I think, Michael, we might just sort of talk about what's the difference between like a bed joint and a perpend joint. Elizabeth, well, like we always keep saying, mortar is what makes masonry masonry. And so the combination of the brick unit in conjunction with mortar is what makes our brick walls masonry walls. Now, when we look at mortar more specifically, we've got a bed joint, which is the long horizontal joint that which each course of masonry sits. So it's like we're putting masonry to bed, so on a bed of mortar. On a bed of mortar. And then... Our joints that go up the wall, and on a typical stretcher bonded wall, these joints are staggered. We call those perpend or perpendicular, and they're the joints that run vertically up the wall. Do you know what? I did not realise that, and it makes so much sense now because perpend is perpendicular and it does run up at a 90 degrees, a perpendicular triangle, a 90 degrees angle. Excellent. So then let's talk about sort of the type of bedding. So when we're laying brick walls, we lay on what's called a full bed of mortar. And what that means is during the laying process, the brick layer will get the mortar and lay it across the entire plan area, covering that entire surface before he puts it in the wall. That's what the full bed is. Yeah, right. So it's not like if you were to look at it from an ingredients perspective, it's like spreading butter all over an entire piece of bread you're not just going around the outside from crust to crust from crust to crust or if you're icing a cake you're doing the entire top level of the cake all right now then let's talk about obviously we're going to be referring to AS3700 which is the standard that we are talking about at the moment does it actually specify a thickness for this It does. So our typical mortar thickness in accordance with AS3700, which is the masonry code, is 10 millimetres, plus or minus 3 mils. So we have a bit of a tolerance there. We understand that we can't always get it perfectly accurate. So we build in a bit of a 3 millimetre buffer there. But 10 millimetres is our nominal joint thickness. And that's applicable to both the bed joint and the perpend joint. 
And also, Michael, does that count if you're using, you know, we're obviously seeing a lot of trend around sort of half height bricks or bricks cut in half. They've still got to have that 10 millimetre bedding joint regardless of the thickness of the brick. The mortar joint thickness doesn't change. It always remains 10 millimetres, irrelevant of the brick size. Makes sense. All right, then the other thing that I do get particularly enthusiastic about is joint types because outside of the colour of mortar, this also really impacts what a wall looks like. Now, if we would, I think we should maybe just start with sort of some terms that everyone's familiar with and then we can kind of work our way back a little bit. So if we look at a flush finish, that's probably exactly what it suggests. And a flush joint is probably the most common mortar joint type that you see. It's used really predominantly in houses and and in commercial buildings as well. And that's where we're finishing our mortar joint flush with the brick surface. And so when you're looking at that wall, there's no stepping. It's just a continual surface of bricks and mortar. So when you're running your hand down a brick wall, it should be, whilst the texture may change, you're not feeling it going up or down. That's flush. That's exactly right. Then I guess the other sort of, um, I guess the next stage would be a kind of ironed finish and we have both a deep iron and a shallow iron. Can you just explain how we create that type of joint? So that's when we finish the mortar joint flush and then as an additional process we have a device called a tooling iron which we then run across the joint and that induces a slight concave in our mortar joint and what that does it really densifies that mortar and compacts the bed joint and the perp end joint to give us a more durable longer lasting mortar and i mean it doesn't though in saying that it it does also create a different look and if you were to run your hands down it you're obviously feeling it now go very kind of bumpy or you can feel exactly where that indent has occurred. But it's not affecting the structural capacity of the mortar at all, is it, Michael? No, not at all. If anything, it's it's adding to the structural capacity of the mortar and giving us a, a bit of a, like you say, a bit of a, a dimple or, or a ripple in our wall that you could feel if you ran your hand over the top of it. And, and so with that one, we can get an iron that is both shallow, so a little bit of an indent and deep, which suggests exactly the same. The next one we're going to talk about is the rate joint and that would probably be the the next most popular joint type that we have. And a rake joint is, as the name suggests, we're raking a bit of mortar out of the joint. So we're giving ourselves a two to five mil step in to the wall. And so when we step back and look at the wall, the brick units cast a slight shadow on our mortar joint, but we can see that their bricks are almost protruding out a little bit from our wall. Pardon the pun, but it makes the bricks pop a little bit more. But it is a specific, it is literally a rake. Like an iron joint, we'll still finish our mortar joint flush, but then we'll get a device and it's usually the point of our trowel and just rake out a bit of that mortar joint to give us that little instep. Okay, Michael, what are some other considerations just with regards to mortar when we look at the different environmental factors that are present in Australia? So... When we're looking at mortar finishes or joint types like we've just been talking about, for majority of scenarios, flush joints are used, but there are some specific instances where we need to use a tooled or an iron joint, like I said, to densify that mortar and give us a little bit of an increased durability aspect. 
And that's when we're building close to a marine environment. So when we're close to the water, whether it be a surf coast or a bay, when we need that additional durability requirement, we do need to iron our joints. Okay, so Michael, really what we've gone over today is some of the different joint types. And I think, you know, mortar is obviously a necessity when it comes to the definition of masonry. But the way that mortar is executed or treated, both in its joint type and its colour, very much impacts how a wall is going to look. So we talked about the bed joints, the perpend joints, the minimum thickness of what the bedding type needs to be and that's 10 millimetres, regardless of the size of the brick. And then we looked at the different types of joints, which were obviously flush, raked, or deep slash shallow ironed. And as you've just mentioned, depending on the environmental conditions, we may need to actually make some of our mortar joints a little bit more durable for weather conditions, particularly around marine environments. Yeah, that's it. And it's important to note that mortar is integral to our masonry structure. So we do need to consider the certain aspects of mortar when we're specifying our brick wall. Mortar matters. Mortar matters. Now, Michael, it's sometimes we do do a pretty good job of trying to explain these things. But if you want to be able to see what they look like, I know that I'm always walking while I'm listening to my podcasts or doing something else. Where can our listeners go to find some more information? Elizabeth, our website should be your first point of call. We've got manuals which have images and photos of different mortar joint types that we've talked about today. So you can get a visual representation and understanding of what they actually look like. And those links are in our show notes. Thank you, Michael. Keep thinking brick. But I want to say here, don't forget mortar. It matters. Thank you. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow rate and review our podcast we are always looking for new ways to think brick if you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about there's a link in our show notes to let us know